Any good underdog will tell you fighting your way to the top means knowing how to play the game. We're Serrano and Brooke Kelly, founders of The Kelly Group and authors of the landmark book, The Game, Win Your Life in 90 Days. For us, every success has been a battle, whether it's training for the Olympics, media coaching for the White House, or having TV shows made about our book. Through our system, we transform millions of lives by helping top performers turn their biggest fears and challenges into a game they will win. We've gamified our pain and struggles, and now we're talking to high-profile guests in unscripted conversations so you can learn the game they played to reach their success. Get ready to learn, execute, and get pushed out of your comfort zone. Let's Let's get get ready ready to to rumble. rumble. So I want to welcome all of you to what is, for me, one of our best and I believe one of our most important podcasts because we currently live in a time where there's been a democratization of celebrity and that so many individuals, whether they know it or not, they're not just posting on social media, they're creating a personal brand. Some people intentionally, some not so. But so many people have a misunderstanding about PR or public relations. Well, I'm here with a great friend and industry icon, someone who's been a massive contributor to our success, Alana Cole. Thank so, you. Would you share a little bit, Alana, about your background, just so that folks have a chance to understand the unique perspective that you'll have in this conversation? I'd love to. Well, thank you so much, Serrano, for having me. It's always good to spend some time with you. So a little background about me. Uh, I started a firm called Advisor PR almost 17 years ago now Mm -hmm. uh, with the sole focus of helping financial advisors and eventually the companies that serve advisors specifically uh, create a brand for themselves to help them gain clarity on what makes them special and different and unique and build out the materials to help support that and tell that story to their clients and to their community. And then the strategies to get them featured through media, whether it's local media, national media, or industry media. And so really I've dedicated my life <laughs> to helping you know, advisors that are doing right by their clients. That's always been a big important criteria for me, but um, which of course everybody that's listening to this certainly falls within that realm, but uh, I, I wanna help them gain a more prominent voice in their communities, so. You know, there was a time where you know, you thought PR agent and you thought like, oh, that's only four, right? It was like this very exclusive thing. But again, we've seen this, you know, proliferation of all these different mediums and how people can get their message out, assuming that they have a message. What do you feel has been the change in the shape of PR? What do you feel has been the change in the shape of that over this period of time? A lot has changed. Uh, since I started, I, I remember I had to get my Twitter handle. Like after I started my business, people were talking about Twitter. I'm like, what's this thing? You know, so like that wasn't even in existence, you know, back in 2005. I'm probably quoting it wrong, but uh, wasn't mainstream at that point. Right. I think there's been quite a few things that have changed. So um, not only have we had this huge digital evolution, you know, we were all traditional media, TV, 24 hour news cycle, newspapers, radio then that transitioned over to the online components of these traditional sites to new online uh, media outlets, to more digital broadcasting capabilities, 
you know, digital TV, that was never a thing, right? Uh, satellite radio became big. Um, and then also during this period of time, we saw a shift in the demographics. So I think that's also important to remember that we have 60 something million people that have had some serious needs as it relates to their finances. Mm -hmm. So the demand has increased for good knowledge, good insight, and the quantity of platforms has increased. And so that created a void, right, for experts. So if you think about traditional media, they go to college for a communications degree. Very few of them have any sort of expertise in the financial world. And so they need experts like advisors to help fill in the blanks for them. They need to tell stories. They need to give advice. They need to explain, you know, what's going on with our crazy stock market and what you should think about doing, you know, as a result. So um, I think those two things are probably the biggest from my perspective on PR. Um, certainly there's been plenty other, but those are my biggest. Well, I have to say that there's a, there's a real frustration for me because I have this experience of working with professionals, advisors, uh, sometimes specific firms that serve advisors. And like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good read of people. I've, I've met a couple of people in my life, right? And I'm like, that's a good person. They do a great job. They seriously have a commitment to doing the right thing. And yet, sometimes those are the very people who don't have a clear message. Uh, don't really get that message out. And it's always frustrating for me, like, why is it that sometimes the best people do the worst job at being able to promote themselves? Do you do you find that, that you have similar experience? Your experience may be different. I'm just wondering, like, what's your experience with that? Um, I think it's the best kept secret syndrome, if you will, right? Um, I think some people might be I don't want to say humble, but perhaps they don't give themselves credit or enough credit, right? They think that they're doing something that everybody else can do. And the reality is, you know, the fact that they care or, you know, the approach that they may take them through, it is different. It is creating value. So I would tell people like that, it, it, don't be a me too, you know, don't be this. I do everything that everybody else does because there's certainly something unique and different about how you approach it. Um, but yeah, if you, if you are, you know, just a cookie cutter advisor and you don't give yourself credit, like you, you can't stand out when you look like everybody else. So mm -hmm. that, that can be a huge challenge. Certainly. You know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to date myself a bit. So, you know, when I first came into the business, uh, you know, the exchange was still largely on paper. Uh, you know, we had these green Quotron machines, right? You kind of fast forward through the evolution of the industry. But if you take a look at it, usually we're like the last people to get access to different technologies. Like we were the last people to get voicemail until they figured out that you've got to leave a message that says, you know, transactions will not be, it <laughs> will not be, right? Issue, right? <laughs> like, sure. You know, you know, you know, we, 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 we were the last ones where it was, you know, um, you know, I mean, even texting these days is still an issue, right? And now it's like, well, LinkedIn is okay, but not this site and not that. And, you know, what you know is that sooner or later, we end up having to embrace the technologies that are used by clients. We're just slower to adopt those technologies. I just wonder, do you think that 
because we tend to be behind the rest of society when it comes to the use of these technologies, that maybe that's one of the reasons why often people are not very good with them. Um, okay, so that's a, a loaded question. So um, as it relates to the industry, yes, regulation, compliance, there's certainly limitations into what people can do. Right. Um, I think earlier in the, the digital evolution, not being able to have access to those things was critical. Like that, that did hurt, you know, to an extent, but at the same time, everybody else that would consider themselves in your field is kind of, you know, struggling with the same limitations. And what's sad is like, if, if they weren't, then they probably weren't necessarily the people that should be out there promoting mm -hmm. their message. If you think about it, right? Because there is no oversight on what it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, today, I do think that there's been some give, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, but then it's like, are you regulated federally? Or are you state regulated? There's still just a lot of hurdles that an advisor right. has to overcome. Um, there's certainly saturation of platforms. Mm. And so wanting to make sure you're using your time in a place that will get you the most opportunity or the most eyeballs in front of people that you can actually work with. Mm. I think that there's rabbit holes everywhere you look as it relates to technology. And I'm married to a tech CEO, so maybe we should, you know, I think you just have to go very like interest oriented, right? Just make sure yeah. that if you're an advisor that works with, you know, like a, an older demographic that you're not spending all of your time and money on TikTok, right? You just not got to know where to go. Mm -hmm. And of course you can't anyways. So that's another story. Um, you know, firms invest a lot of money to rent your mind space because you're, you've, you've just, you've been at this game, you know, even though you look like a baby, right? You've been at this game, okay. right? For, for a while, you kind of have a feel for the industry, you have a feel for trends. And when you take a look at, you know, where you see things headed, right, particularly as it relates to the field of PR, and like you said, there's some give now, there's likely to be more give in the future. I'm just wondering, what, what, do, you, what do you believe you see on the horizon that would give more folks a, a reason, a need, the ability to access and utilize PR? So I think there's a couple things there. Um, in terms of PR, so we talk about there's so many different things competing for your attention. Mm. Uh, and that's a lot with the advertising side of things. So if you think about it, people log into USA Today not to view the ads, right? They're going in to read the content that's of interest to them. Right. So, you know, similar to the movie industry out there in LA where you're from, it's the product placement, right? And so PR in essence gives you a product placement it's giving you the ability to integrate yourself into the content that people are turning to um, so i think that that's here to stay um, that's not going to go anywhere um, i think that there's been some shifts in the media landscape but i think it's also important to share that financial media you can't really be overly opinionated um, it's some of the things are pretty black and white right like interest rates went up you know, like you can't, um, you know, I guess, spin that one too much. Right. Uh, so I think that there's, you know, there's not as much bias, if you will, in, in financial topics. And I know that's been a concern to others, like in the PR field, right? That that's in different industries, I'll say, you know, there's been kind of a shift in perspective. Um, 
I think that there are a lot of user created content that has created a lot of value. I mean, there's people in our industry podcasts and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. I mean, that's incredible, mm. you know? And so those really should be considered is, you know, part of a media strategy, as long as they have a loyal following of people that make sense uh, for you to share your message with, then, you know, you can mix in that old media, new media. It's like that earned media, owned media, paid for media. I mean, there's room for it all, mm. uh, but just don't over overlook that, right? If somebody's influential in that space. You know, you talk about media strategy. Um, you know, I'm just curious, you know, when you take a look at the general landscape of the folks out there who are potentially the kind of people who you, someone like you could benefit, um, when do you feel like most people have a media strategy? Do they are they are they coming to you because they already have an organized approach, an integrated approach? <laughs> Not so much. Like is that a trick question? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe what you see is different than what I see. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Um, I still think that's uh, it's great, and I wish that they did. And I think that there's still a lot of you don't know what you don't knows out there. And I really value the trust people put in us. You know, they're very good at the analytics and building the financial plan and they need somebody else to help with the creative side and what we're gonna do to help, you know, get your message and your name out there. Um, I think there's still some misunderstandings between advisors in terms of what's considered PR, so earned media versus what's considered paid for, right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, some will talk about, you know, purchasing an insert in a regional magazine and they spend $7,500 and they have an article in there. And at the top of that article, it says sponsored by, so that's an ad, right? That's not PR. And I don't know about you, but anytime I do a Google search, only the only ads that come up are the paper clicks at the top and at the bottom, right? Ads don't come up in an organic search. And so they're misunderstanding. So like, oh, I did PR, PR didn't work for me. No, you did advertorials in a paid for sponsored section and it didn't result anything for you. It didn't give you any sort of organic SEO. It's because you didn't do the true thing of you know what PR is about. So I think there's a mis, um, misunderstanding there. I also think that um, there's a little bit of stretching the truth. And I see advisors using flat images on their website of media that they've appeared in. And as I've dug a little bit deeper, I've seen that it's been tied into an advertorial they did on a local ABC affiliate. Like you can't say as seen in ABC when you bought airtime, you know, that is a, that's a misleading, that's a false statement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, many are below the radar, but you get above the radar, those that's, that could be a big problem for people, right. you know? Right. So. so, so if, if there was outside of that kind of, uh, of a glaring, not, not glaring at first, like you said, if it's buried, maybe it will, it won't come to light until you come above the radar. But if you had to highlight what you think are the primary mistakes or things that people are missing that, you know, consistently to you seem to be real opportunities, ways to get the word out, get the message out, what are the mistakes that people are typically making before they come to work with you? 
Um, I think the biggest mistake is doing nothing at all. Uh, mm. I mean, you're a business in your community, any business owner in the community. I mean, there are connections to be made, you know, as a business owner to business owner. And so I think not engaging in, you know, any sort of community activities. I think that's a big mistake. I think that there are a lot of advisors that are charitably inclined or they do host maybe educational events for clients or community or whatever it may be, but they keep that to their little network of friends and, you know, clients, prospects and whatnot. And those are good stories to share, you know? So, um, you know, even beyond talking about financial topics, if your office is a drop-off for toys during the holidays for Toys for Tots, like media wants to know that, like get yourself on the radar for the good that you're doing, you know, in the community. Right. I think that's really important. Um, I also think advisors, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are looking for the next thing to close new business. And lead generation is much different than brand building. And at the beginning, I understand brand building can be an expense uh, where lead generation, there's immediate cause and effect, A to B, right? Mm -hmm. But as you progress with what you need to do in order to build that brand, that becomes, you know, the end all and be all. You don't have to spend as much over on, you know, the, the one lead per dollar or whatever it is that you're spending when you are established, when people recognize who you are, when people identify you as a problem solver for them, you know? So I would, I guess my biggest advice would be to look at it all, not just on what's gonna make it rain today. It's the fish, right? I'll yeah. give you a fish or I'll teach you to fish. You, you probably know this story better than I do. But it's that <laughs> concept, right? I'll teach yeah. you to fish. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have to agree that you know, I work with advisors uh, a lot on their messaging, right? And I have folks who are like, oh yeah, you know, I, I was in this magazine, I was interviewed for this publication. Um, and they, they just presume that because they've done promotion or if they've legitimately done PR, that is lead generation. And then there's always this sort of, well, I guess this doesn't work. It's like, well, what do you mean it doesn't work? What were you expecting was the outcome? You know, when you say like, you know, the worst thing would be to do nothing. If you do nothing, then you actually don't exist for those people who could know about you. But just because you create that you exist doesn't necessarily make that a lead generation opportunity and that they're often not connecting those dots. Is that something where um, when you take a look at your work with PR, does that ever sync up with, for example, you know, marketing, does it sync up with how people are able to then maybe use some of that PR to uh, have, uh, whether it be centers of influence or clients, share with other people about the advisor that they're working with, you know, uh, can, they, can they take that promotion, that PR, and literally, you know, turn it into uh, lead generation, but not, not assume that that should have been lead generation, just What's your take on that? Such a good question. Um, so I would never position PR as a lead generation tool. Has it created leads for advisors in the past? Certainly, but it's more, it should be considered as a brand building tool. The trick with it is to leverage it, right? So you need, it's an overlay. It's kind of like a performance enhancer of the, of the other activities that you're doing. 
Um, so in that instance, I would, I would say, share it on your social channels, put it in your newsletter, send it to your centers of influence. You know, here's, here's something that illustrates how I can potentially help your clients. Uh, it lives online, as you know, the SEO of it, every 99.9% of media publications in the U S today have a website. So anytime you are legitimately interviewed for editorial, it's going to appear online. So that in and of itself, if you think about prospective client does a quick Google search on the advisor, they're getting ready to, to meet and they find you've been quoted in the wall street journal, USA today, us news. And it's, you know, over and over, like that just establishes such a level of comfort with mm -hmm. that. Like you've been vetted by the wall street journal and they've already said that, yes, you're a qualified expert. Hmm. You know, they're not going to second guess that. <laughs> right. You know, I think that sometimes we get this, um, you know, idea that, um, you know, to have PR must mean because you're like, I don't know, signing a peace treaty or something like that between two warring nations or whatever, right? right? And when you mention things like Toys for Tots, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you're right. You know, like, 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 what are other things like that that you think that people don't realize that they're doing and they're doing it because it's heartfelt? Um, or maybe there are things like that that they should be doing that would be heartfelt that actually makes them newsworthy or PR worthy. Sure. What would be some examples of that that you're seeing? Well, there's two different ways, in my opinion, for advisors to work with the news. So the first is they can create the news so they can tell a story specific to them. And mm -hmm. the second way is they can support the news. So that's where they lend their expertise on mm -hmm. a news story that's already occurring. So mm -hmm. you, you kind of have to bring in both elements in order to have impactful PR. Uh, for the exposure, the create the news, there's a lot of things. I mean, predominantly towards the end of the year, we do see a lot of charitable. It's a great time to do it. Um, I do have some clients that are charitable all year long. Uh, one of them just did a car wash for Alzheimer's, wash out Alzheimer's. I mean, they had elected officials show up and come and wash the car. I mean, that was all PR, right? They had the news uh -huh. cameras there. And so things like that on an ongoing basis are huge. Financial literacy, which I know is, is close to your heart. Um, I've had advisors go and present at high schools. And if the school allows for it, I mean, news crews could come up and, and share that. I mean, that's a big story in our society these days. Right. You know, um, any content that's created, that's PR worthy. Any national, if you were to get an industry award, as an example, you could bring that to the local community any advancement in education designations they cover that mm. notable hires i mean there's a lot of opportunity yeah. yeah yeah and 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 these days you know that kind of overlay would flow through a person's social media it would flow into their different their own marketing whether it be you know their website their newsletters their other materials and then ultimately could be put in the hands of people who think highly of them, clients, centers of influence, uh, and that's what we refer to as dissemination, right? That that other people can then disseminate for you, but people can't disseminate for you if there's nothing to disseminate, right. and it's hard to disseminate when there's nothing new. Yeah, you know, it's great to say I've known this person for 25 years. I'm going to talk to you about them. It's like, well, 
but why today? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. over 25 years, what's so special about today? Right. You know? It makes it top of mind for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the country club talk. I mean, everybody wants to work with, you know, my financial advisor was in the Wall Street Journal last week, last month, you know, whatever it may be. Like, right. That gives your clients um, kind of a, a level of, I don't want to say authority or credibility, but it's something for them to be proud of as well. Right. So give them something to talk about for sure. Well, I have to say that over the course of my career, you've been instrumental in helping me to think through taking our good intentions and our good ideas. But like, you know, how do you really make them something that um, is media friendly? How do you make it something that's actually part of a strategy? How do you then take that and have that actually download into your actual business? And you know, I'm not a neophyte, you know, relatively speaking, I've had television shows myself and broke about our work. We've had a documentary made about our work. We've been on Good Morning America with our book. So I'm not your average consumer, but I have to say it's been a real education working with you and interacting with you. How'd you get to be so smart? <laughs> I hang out with smart people. Ah. That's it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. You know, I think that you're so in the weeds, right? Like mm. you don't, similar to what I was saying about advisors, like this is something that you're doing day in and day out right. and you almost take it for granted. You know, like you're yeah. helping so many people that you don't even see the impact. Like this is just what you do. So in any instance, like a third perspective or a third party can really help to identify that and, you know, and shape it in a way that a lot of people could benefit from that information, you know? Mm -hmm. So oh, you're fun to work with. You're full of content ideas. It's great. <laughs> I have to admit something, which is that every, every time we've had a television show made about our work, which is really on you, like you think about a coaching company, how many coaches are there out there? How many coaching systems? You know, we've had two television shows and a documentary made about our work. What I was reflecting on was the fact that in each case, they were really a response to an emergency. So if you think about it, our first television show was where they took the game and took it into the school systems. But during that time, we were in a peak period of school shootings. So this was really like on people's minds. This was not like a ha ha ha, isn't this a nice thing to do? It's like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. During the financial crisis, you know, uh, you know, we're 2009, 2010, with the show Broken Famous, that's because even celebrities were having difficulty staying afloat, let alone the average individual during that crisis. You know, here with this PBS documentary, you know, it was because of the, of the virus. So, you know, I, I can see how we've, we, it, it's the good works that we've wanted to do that really has driven those opportunities. But then, as you said, there are things that we do day in and day out, don't even think about as newsworthy. I know. You know? And that's the fact that you're getting called upon to be that adult in the room for those different scenarios, I think is, is really strong. And it's unfortunate we have to have them, but it is it's reassuring to have people like you that can talk some sense into people. But, you know, from that perspective, like what could we be doing proactively? You know, like before, not, and people love to solve problems. You know, ideally we solve problems before they become problems. Yep. Um, 
but that's just the nature of people. I think <laughs> we just kind of put it off until it's a bigger issue. Um, but there are a lot of things on a day-to-day basis, you know, even if it's just impacting one person at a time through the information that you can share, I mean, you owe it to them, right? Like this, this is what you do. Like, this is how you help people and holding that back and, and keeping it to yourself. I would never say that that's selfish. That's not the right word, but like, it's your, it's your expertise. It's your gift. And you should share with people because they don't have the same right. perspective, you know, without that, they aren't going to make as good of decisions. So. so it's because of that, uh, as we wrap up that I think of you as a person who makes a difference for people who make a difference, right? So there are a lot of great people out there. There are great people right now who are listening to this, watching this, experiencing this, and they really have a purpose and a sense of passion and they want to make a difference for people but someone needs to make a difference for them mm-hmm. to get the word out so they can make a difference for others. Exactly. And we are fortunate in that way to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's, it's my life's work. I mean, it was, uh, it was very similar. You know, I had a, a grandmother pass away that had bad financial advice before I even started advisor PR and really that fueled my passion. Like, mm. She was, you know, late sixties, terrible advice. And, uh, I don't want other people to have to Mm. suffer the same consequences. So if I can help the people that can help them, somebody else's grandma out there, I, you know, my job here is done. That's, that's, what's important to me. So I I think, I think that you've done grandma proud and, and and I want you to know that I will not hold it against you that you called me an adult. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will not hold that against you. I will not hold okay. that against you, right? Oh, that's funny. It's our little finger. An absolute pleasure to have you here. Thank you for all that you shared, all that you cleared up, and all that you made available by letting us know, like, this is well within reach. You just need to really turn the lights on and understand how this could work for you in your business. I really appreciate that. Of course. Yeah. Thank they just need to put themselves first and understand that they do have something to contribute. So we'll just help be the fuel to their fire. Right? Thank you very much. I appreciate the time, Saron. It was always, always great to see you. Thank you so much, Alana. And okay. everyone continue to take that message and let's get that message out there. All right. Be great.